0: Everybody and welcome to the Northeast Scene podcast. I'm Keith, and I'm Tommy, and we are here uh, virtually. And <laughs> since since we recorded the last batch of episodes, the entire world has fallen apart. Everyone yeah. is confined to their domiciles, us included. But the show must go on. We are here virtually on Skype, and uh, we're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna keep doing the show. Now, first, let me start by saying this. The response to the first four episodes was awesome. More yeah. than either of us imagined, uh, more plays than we imagined, more people reaching out there than we imagined. So, thank you so much to everybody who listened and to everybody who reached out. I mean, it was just it was just incredible, right?
1: Even if it's just selfish, like nice things that like people will be like, "Hey, I was at that show too." Like, I who sent pictures the other day, Slasher Steve. Yes, like, Jersey Steve. I was like, I looked at it, and I was like, oh i was like i remember seeing those people at that show and it was just like nice to see another perspective of that even if it's just like for like i said that selfish reason of like i want to see more pictures i want to see stuff from back then because because now it's 20 years ago more than that
0: yeah which is really weird and uh, yeah shout out to slasher steve 1031 on instagram he sent us some good pictures we're going to be putting up Wow, the pictures we're referencing are from a Zayo show at Faith Reformed Church in Levittown Pennsylvania that was one of the shows i filmed on my fucking tapes that are gone gone and and so so i was so happy that he had those pics cuz like that's like you know like we mentioned part of the reason we're doing this whole thing is to document what we have and uh for me to lament all those lost tapes uh but but thank you, thank you, Slasher Steve, for for sending those pictures. We have some more that we're going to be bringing. And yeah, just, uh, the response has been great. And you know, keep reaching out to us, scene at gmail dot com. And you know, if you have show pictures, flyers, um, show videos, good stories, and now listen, there, there's there's a certain, there's a way to pitch these things, and there's a way not to pitch these things. And uh, I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break it down for you now. Uh, Lurker Lover three on Instagram contacted me. Now listen, he said, "All right." He said, "Talk about my fanzine." That's all he said. Now I'm gonna. I'm gonna mention the fanzine, Mister Lurker Lover, but I'm also gonna use you as an example. He just messaged me one message: "Talk about guerrilla warf- Talk about guerrilla warfare fanzine." That's it. That's the message. Now I'm mentioning the magazine, so go check it out. I I couldn't exactly find it online. I saw some show videos or it might be a video thing. I'm not sure, but you know, go check it out. But give give us something to work with. Like pretend you're asking us out on a date or something. Like, hi, my name is so-and-so. This is the project I'm involved with. These are the artists I've worked with. And give us a story, you know, give us something to work with. Like, you know, like we were mentioning before, an influencer from your town like this guy booked all these shows and yeah. oh and now he's doing this or hey here's a band that i was uh, a part of and we did this and that and here's bands we toured with like we need a story we need something to yeah something to present to people not just here's my band mention it or here's my zine mention it and but yeah. thank thank you mr lurker lover for reaching out i'm just i'm just busting chops but you know get people <laughs> give us something to work with
1: well, that's this whole format is just telling stories. So if we don't have anything to tell, like, you know, if it was something like the origin of this, whatever the zine is like, yeah, cool. That's great. Let's tell it because it's funny um, or it's interesting or it involves people that we're familiar with or something like that. Yeah. But just like randomly throwing out like, hey, put this on there. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no we're not.
0: we're no. not just going to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, so, I it's I think it's nice though is like the some of the responses, like I've looked in a couple of the, the threads like where people are just like commenting on stuff and it's a lot of people tagging other people, being like, Hey, do you remember this? Yeah. Uh, and that's like I think like we think of our conversations when we get together now, it's like ninety percent of like what we talk about is, Hey, do you remember that time that like no new things happen? We just rehash old shit. Like that's literally <laughs> what we do. So, like when you I mean if you're reaching out to us and you want us to talk about it like put it in the context of something you know that kind of lends itself to the the medium that we're dealing with here yes we we have to talk about it so us something to talk about like the overall we
0: wanted to fit into the overall story and like we said before it doesn't have to just be philly or new york or northeast you know it can it can be anywhere just give us something to work with now since we last since we last recorded the world has fallen apart I've been staying indoors once they announced like restaurant and bar closings here in New York City. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm staying in. This is, this is getting real. This is getting really serious. And I have been coping with that time indoors by, I discovered uh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare online. Now I've always played the single player, but online is just, I'm hooked. I'm like hopelessly hooked. And it's like, it's such a problem that i'm like dreaming about it like you die and then you run right back into the battle and you die again and that's happening in my dream and i i'm like i i couldn't sleep last night i was like dizzy from it it was oh very God. disorienting but it's a great waste of time and i highly recommend playing it so there's that and i i have a certain new certification i'm working on and it, things have actually been really busy busier than they've been in a long time so which is good because it keeps me busy and what have you been doing
1: so uh, my school that I, I teach at was extremely proactive about this. Uh, so I think I forget the dates, but whatever that Thursday before we left for this kind of extended break, that Thursday, they basically told us, hey, come in tomorrow on Friday. We're not telling we're telling kids not to show up and you're going to write 14 days of lesson plans. Um, huh. And we did. We all showed up on on that that thir- uh, Friday morning were no kids in the building. Um, They gave us a real brief tutorial on how to use Google Hangout, how to use Google Classroom if you didn't already use it, and basically set us off on our own for the next 8 to 10 hours to say, hey, make these lessons up and and get them in. They need to be in. Before you walk out the door today, you're handing us 14 days of lesson plans. Cool part is is that I've been still teaching every day. I go online. Um, We have a a set schedule for our students. Um, we go over everything in terms of material. We went through the day before. I go. I pick a problem every day from the previous day's classwork, and I go. Oh, actually, I don't even know. If I can actually just show it to you. I'm standing next to the goddamn thing. So I have a little setup in my basement. It's actually for my daughters, but um, Look, I it reviewed- looks
0: like uh, Dillinger Escape Plan guitar tabs, folks. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at a bunch of equations: five r over five plus things are circled. It's it's wild. It's wild. Yeah, so
1: it's uh, it's just a lot of it, it's just you know, uh, it's instruction for a half hour. So the kids can ask questions. It's interactive. I can call on them. I can talk to them. The nice part is, is a lot of it is just uh, they told us not to do any new material. So it's not me teaching anything new. Where I really should be walking around and looking at their actual work to look for mistakes. Um, it's a lot of stuff we've already done before. The kids are flying through the work, which is really good because it's, it's nice to be able to actually have this point in time. This is the time in the year where normally they would be like, you have to cram all this stuff in because end of year testing is coming up. or is they canceled all that shit. So that's all gone. There's no end of the year testing. There's no state testing is done. Like none of that's happening anymore. So it's um, really cool is I'm just focusing on teaching the things that I've already gone over. So um, do you have to teach virtually? Yeah, so I go on Google Classroom every day and post something. Um, I post, hey, go on to another, you know, go on to Khan Academy and complete these problems. Log in at 930. I'll teach the lesson. We'll go over any problems you guys have. I'll address any questions you have. And then after that, you go into, you know, whatever assignments I gave you. So uh, it's been an adjustment. It's been yeah. interesting. Um, but the nice part is, is that the kids are adapting to it really well. Um, I know a lot of schools haven't even really started some of the online instruction yet. Like they're still trying to figure out what that's going to look like. Um, right now I'm two weeks deep into it. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm still working
0: too. Like I mostly work from home, so that hasn't changed. I'm just, you know, my job goes on. I'm still working and it sounds like you are too. And
1: yeah, so
0: no, no breaks for us.
1: Um, no, uh I, I won't say that I have no breaks. There's a lot less teaching and I don't have to be, I, I mean, I teach in another state. Like I, I, I live in Pennsylvania and I teach in New Jersey. Yeah. So um, for me, it's a lot more time with my family, which is really cool. Especially on days when it's nice outside, we've been spending like yesterday afternoon, we were outside for the better part of three and a half, four hours, just sidewalk talk, riding bikes. And we live on a re- very, very uh, kind of remote street. So there's yeah. very little traffic in front of our house. Like I, I mean, the whole time we were out yesterday, I maybe saw four cars go by in the three hours we <laughs> were outside. You know, like they, it's like little kid stuff: jumping rope, sidewalk talk, uh, playing soccer, it, it, riding skateboards. Like it's, it's super fun. Like uh, I, I definitely wait. I mean, shouldn't there...
0: everybody? Shouldn't everybody be inside? Though you should tell them to all go back inside. We're supposed to be quarantined.
1: Well. I mean yes. We're we're quarantined with each other anyway. So we're only like it's my front yard though. It's like suburban. There's nobody around us. So there's not like kids going to other kids' houses? Uh I mean I've seen other neighbors and stuff like that have kids over, but like nobody's going anywhere. Like nobody's coming to our house and nobody's going to our house. I think but... we should
0: start a neighborhood patrol and make sure that nobody is going to anybody's house.
1: <laughs> I will say this. Yesterday we had uh I don't even know where Kelly Kelly found them in her wallet. She was cleaning out her wallet because that's this is the kind of stuff you do like when you're sitting at home is you oh I'm gonna clean out my wallet and I'll take care of this stuff. She found two gift cards to um, Olive Garden, <laughs> so yeah. we ordered Olive Garden that curbside to go last night. Yo, know, it was garbage. It was so <laughs> gross. It was. <laughs> like, it's I,
0: like I, it's like good. Italian food that you'd order from like a bad pizza place or something
1: yes exactly yeah, no, it's exactly that, but it was like it, I mean I felt so terrible when we pulled up, it was funny, uh, they had like a whole kind of like mini bar set up, I guess because people aren't coming in and their shipments are still coming. they have tons of beer and tons of wine and tons of liquor. <laughs> They were literally trying to like sell like six packs. She was like, as she's coming up to the car, she's like, Hey, what's your name? I'm like, I'm Doctory. She's like, Hey, would you like to purchase a six pack or a bottle of wine while you're here? I'm like, No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> she's like, Well, wow. six packs are only they're only they're only eight dollars. And I'm like, Okay.
0: It's like I'm I'm in a car. What are you doing? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I felt so strange. It was like I don't i'm trying to i'm not trying to buy booze right now I'm sorry i just wanted i just wanted Puccini Alfredo and go home to my kids like but yeah, no, it was very strange and then um even driving around though it's like I drove to go get food yesterday at on a Friday at five o'clock on route one nobody driving like i mean yeah. i went like maybe a dozen or so cars the most amount of cars I saw was on street road like and that was it.
0: News stories than the pictures that say, like, Grand Central is empty and oh, yeah. Penn Station is empty and Times Square is empty. And I want to, like, I want to go check it out to see it because that would be an incredible sight. But I'm not yeah. going anywhere unless I really have to.
1: What was that movie that they shut down Times Square for? Uh,
0: Vanilla Sky.
1: Vanilla Sky. Yeah, That's what I was it's thinking crazy. of. I want to see that,
0: but in real life. <laughs> How about the impact of this whole thing to the music industry? There was like the uh, excellent run of shows I was going to go to in the last month. Let's see. Signal Hill canceled or postponed. Caspian with Maserati.
1: Yeah.
0: Postponed Circa Survive. 10, 10 year anniversary of Blue Sky Noise. Postponed. Yeah. Crazy. The whole music industry just shut down.
1: And it's, it's so funny as I follow a ton of bands on Instagram and a show after show of just it, the nice part is, is it's people going like, hey, we're not playing this show. However, usually a shot or two later is them in the studio. Yeah. Like I saw uh, a that band that I really like. I forget where they're from. That Olam. Oh, yeah. Like I saw a couple of things where they're, they're they're canceling shows, but it's it's that dude, Jake Conn's in the studio playing coming up with new riffs it's like dude that's i as much as i'm disappointed i won't be able to see those bands live i'm excited to hear new new music like that's gonna be awesome
0: i hope a lot of new music comes out of this and it'll be nice to go to shows again eventually i hope
1: (laughs) yeah i you know it's funny uh so when we first got done school they said it's gonna be you know at the most two weeks we'll be back here in two weeks plan on coming back um basically not tomorrow uh whatever this coming monday is what is that the 30th march 30th yeah so they were like hey and coming back march 30th we have those extra days of of lesson plans planned but plan on being back by that day uh we got an update probably almost at this point probably i think was monday of this week that basically said we're not coming back anytime until april 20th that's the (laughs) earliest earliest we'll be back and uh So a couple of us were like sitting there like, that's kind of strange. I have a friend that teaches in Philadelphia school district and he was, I was talking to him and he mentioned, he goes, next week or or the week after that, they are going to start handing out Chromebooks to the kids so that they can do online instruction in Philly. And I was like, wait a minute, you mean in April? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, they're giving kids Chromebooks in April they're not going back in April. There's yeah. no way like there, this is this is looking more like a May or June type thing. And uh, that's kind of a little I'll be honest with you. It's a little unnerving. We have a like uh, my daughters are six, uh, but we have a new we have a baby that that'll be six months in, a, in about three days. And it's unnerving to be like, shit, I got to go get groceries. <laughs> <laughs> like we've done a couple of the times we have that order your groceries and you can go and pick them up. They put them right in your trunk. Yeah, um, the problem is, is that because you're not there, they won't substitute anything. So, like for example, we ordered things like chicken, like boneless, skinless chicken breast, pa- like a family size package of that, and they were like, they were all out of them. So I'm like, okay, so we don't have chicken, and they're like, no, <laughs> like shit, like what do we? <laughs> we got to eat something, like go so luckily- vegan, bro. I know. Well, you have to. Oh, that's a six year old. My my that, that my girlfriend was- is.
0: My girlfriend is vegetarian, so i'm I eat more vegetarian now, but I'm glad because I don't feel great about eating meat. I would like to convert eventually, but uh I'm not ready yet you know
1: yeah I like the, the efficacy of it makes sense to me like I understand the ethics behind it uh but i i know i I would never see that's the where I think that's a huge difference for me is I understand what like vegetarian and veganism comes from the impetus for it like makes sense to me and i i I definitely don't want to be cruel to animals but there's also a part of me that like a huge part of my diet is just meat Like, yeah and and that's i i think it's such a daunting thing to be like hey you know that thing that you eat four nights a week stop yeah (laughs) that's a that's a huge thing because I eat a I eat enormous amount of chicken and eggs like. Well, a it's lot. how
0: we were raised, you know. So it's yeah.
1: it's hundred percent just like,
0: ingrained in us.
1: I don't I don't remember like because my mom worked so much when we were growing up. Like my mom made a lot of things that were just like this is you get this thing and the other thing on the side. So it was like meatloaf and macaroni and cheese, and it was like. That's what you're having for dinner, or you're not having shit for dinner. Like, you're not that you're not you're not getting anything else. So like, I just grew to love that stuff, and it's like now like I try to feed my kids stuff like that, and they're like, Dude, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> they're like, they're immediately like, "I made uh, what the hell did I make the other day?" And my kids were like, "What's that?" Oh, I made pierogies, I with like pierogies with onions and butter, and I like fried them up, and I was like, "Yo, here you go," and I like put sour cream on the table, and they were like, "What is that?" <laughs> You guys didn't have pierogies growing up? Uh-huh.
0: I don't think I had pierogies until like 10 years ago for the first time. Maybe maybe even shorter than that.
1: I never even Dude, heard was, of them. My, my mom, like, that was like her go-to thing, was like a bag of Mrs. T's. She would just toss them in a crock pot, put butter in it, and then set it on <laughs> high for like three hours I and mean, be done.
0: The go-to dinner in my house was cut up hot dogs with ketchup and macaroni and cheese i would not eat the macaroni and cheese never liked it never have but it was such a common dinner that i there was like a 10 year period where i couldn't eat hot dogs <laughs> and then somehow eventually
1: it came back around uh yeah so, I, I, i'm a nut with hot dogs that's the problem i i i actually had a doctor tell me one time i remember i got I don't know, i had bronchitis or pneumonia or something like that and i got blood work done and he came back and he was like yeah, everything looks good you're actually okay with your lungs however your nitrate levels are like ridiculous and i was like really and now he's like typically that's from people consuming too much processed meat how much how much processed meat do you eat And i'm like i don't eat any processed meat i don't know I'm like i don't know like i don't and he's like do you eat a lot of hot dogs or bologna i'm like oh shit yeah like i eat enormous amounts of that <laughs> like, <laughs> i eat a pound of bologna every three days like i just bake fried bologna sandwiches all the time and he's like you, you eat know? bologna hey dude that's gross. <laughs> My mom used to buy uh, at, I guess, like Sam's Club or Costco. She used to buy Nathan's hot dogs. And they came in like a big, like 48, like it was like 48 or 50 hot dogs in a package. It was huge. And I just remember eating dinner where I would have, I don't know, six or seven hot dogs. <sighs> yeah. Because I don't, I I would never eat them with the bread. I would just wrap like three of them in a tortilla with cheese.
0: That's terrible.
1: You're, you're,
0: you're, you eat horribly.
1: I do. Well, I, I did. I don't eat like that anymore.
0: After this whole thing is over, which I hope is, which I hope is sooner than later, there's probably going to be a lot of good shows. Yes. Everyone's going to want to play.
1: I hope so. I, I really hope there's something like, I, I, I hope somebody does like a, Fest. Everybody's everybody's out of quarantine fest and then <laughs> just throw something big. Uh should put this speak this into existence with uh Meadows. Call Meadows and be like, yo, book something. Like call a bunch of older bands, get something together and do at it Palenka at like Park. do it at Palenka. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. What happened? He was gonna do another show there. What happened?
1: I have no idea. I know but there is a couple things going on where Bob had um in a venue in Jersey that was supposed to come to come about. And I'm not sure exactly what happened with that. Um, But I remember him sending me a picture that it looked like a storefront. Um, I I don't, I don't know exactly. Uh, He'd be a great guest to be able to talk about stuff like that because one Bob is like one of those people that uh, he just has, first of all, you're good at cataloging and keeping all that stuff. Bob has, I don't know what he has anymore, but I know one at one point in time, it was hard to walk in his room. Like, you would walk into his bedroom, and he had piles of records. He had piles of posters, show flyers, pictures. Like, Let's take a he, trip there and catalog it. All right, he, dude, he has, he has enormous amounts of stuff. Enormous amounts. Because uh, I think another thing that, it, he just is one of those people that, That was always a thing to him was like he went to the venue and then took a pop, like took a a flyer. Yeah. Or I mean, if it was Bobby, like, you know, he was putting it on, so he made them. So he had 700 copies of it. Yeah. And he was distributing them, you know, like the, okay, come on kids that he was doing for
0: a while there.
1: I remember that now. Yeah. So It was okay. Come on kids for a while. And it was like, those shows were just, in- I saw one somebody posted the other day and it was like, it was insane. It was like converged, disembodied, uh, stark weather. Like it was something ridiculous. I don't even remember exactly. But it was unbelievable though. And
0: I'm like, I have a question oh, for you. Yeah. Did you listen to our episodes of our podcast? Yes. Why? Wasn't it fucked up? <laughs> I'm, well, not it used it. I'm not used to hearing my own voice.
1: Oh yeah, no. I actually there's a couple things that I I heard myself say, and I went, "Oof!" Like that's you know a verbal.
0: What, you know what one of mine is? I instead of saying "remember," sometimes I say "member." Like remember? hey, mem- remember when?
1: Yeah, you remember them? You remember them guys that used to uh that, that place over there by Suds? Remember on Route One that them guys that used to hang out there?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. What was one of yours?
1: uh i do say this a lot here's the thing i start out sentences with here's the thing i don't know why i fucking do that no clue it's just it's a it's a complete every time i heard it i was like oh okay after the third time i heard it because i start stories with it i'm like especially when i'm trying to justify something i'll go all right well look here's the thing when i was doing that i and it's like it, it comes across as such like a – every time I heard it after I recognized it, it made me cringe. I was just like,
0: ugh. I say so and like a lot too. So I guess, I guess this is how people become better broadcasters. They hear themselves and then they, <laughs> they, they stop doing those things. I used to say here's the thing a lot too.
1: I do. I constantly – I do it now when I'm teaching. I constantly stop and I go, all right, here's the thing with these. When you set these up, make sure you have – like I literally I, – I do it constantly. Um, I, I noticed that. I also noticed. I guess in my head, the way my voice sounds is deeper than that comes out on recording. Yeah, so there's times when I hear my voice and I go, "My voice is pretty high." Like that's <laughs> that's fucking crazy. I always think of my voice is a little bit lower, but it's definitely not. I I uh, I'm, I was trying to think of something. There was somebody telling a story the other day, one of my sisters, and. Oh, that's what we were doing FaceTime with my sister the other day and we were talking about something. And I don't remember exactly what she said, but uh, I heard one of the kids in the background say something like, no, I don't need water. Why would you say that? I don't need water. Why would you put that? like?" And I'm like, in my head, I'm going, people from around the country are hearing us say water. It, like the only thing they could have combined it with, it was like Crick, which I went down to Creek to get some water. Like, <laughs> God, what a garbage accent we have! Like, we just we don't talk the language as much as we chew it up and spit it out. It really you is have, like you have the accent. I know. Yeah, so I think that's it. So one of the things is is I didn't. So I didn't grow up in Philadelphia. I grew up like right here, like where I am at now, like Feasterville, Southampton, Churchville area problem is is i was raised by a father from west oak lane my mother was from logan um and i spent summers because my mom worked so much i spent all my summers uh down in frankfurt with my cousin casey so consistently i would go to my cousin's house for weeks at a time and live down there and that's me you know playing stickball out back of frankfurt high school going to woodsies and trying to buy lucy cigarettes off of weirdos you know what i mean like that <laughs> so there's times where I do I, I say stuff in front of the uh, my students at school and uh, th- they just go, they don't understand because they live in Trenton. They, they think like everybody's either from New York or Philly. So that's, yeah. that's their guess is New York or Philly. So when I say certain things, I'm like, I, I said something about, oh, uh, I said, call my mom or call the house, go home or something. And they were like, dude, listen to what you say that. And I was like, what? And they are like, home. Hey, home. That's another one. Yes. I'm like, do I really? And they're like, yeah, call home, call mommy, call mommy at home.
0: You and know what like, another one is? Uh, people up people up here in New York made fun of me for saying wolf instead of wolf when that movie Wolf of Wall Street was out. I was like Wolf of Wall Street.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, there is a couple things that we should keep in mind. Like my, my uh, people. There's a couple people in my family that would say things that I I heard growing up that I would go. That's the wrong word for that, for sure. Like, you can't say, like... Like, my grandfather said uh, things like, uh you know the thing on the side of your house that you have a fireplace called a chimney, right? Yeah. So my grandfather would say chimney. Chimney? Every time. Okay. Hey, what, what
0: about... What about... You're, you're Irish, too. Did you ever hear wash instead of Wash?
1: Yeah. So, I've actually heard that from a bunch of different places. I, I had a nun when I was growing up that she was from... uh I think Plano, Texas or Fort Worth, Texas, Sister Madeline. And she used to say, you got to go home. It was I had her for sixth grade. And I remember she would say things like, some of you guys stink in here. You got to go home and wash your armpits. And we'd be like, <laughs> that, was like the, that was like the joke running around for a long time is wash. But yeah, no, my grandfather would say things like, uh, what size shirt is that? Medium. Medium. <laughs> Medium. I like, like that. There was a couple times where, like, I would see he would say things like, uh, his friends would come over because he he uh stopped working at Frankfurt Arsenal when he was like 57, 58, and he retired. He had a pension and everything, so he just started working, uh, renting tables at the flea market. But I remember going to the flea market with him because he would fix like small engine stuff, like uh, wee whackers and lawnmowers and shit like that, or tools, and he would just resell them. And <laughs> I remember meeting all his friends, and all his friends, it was like meeting a Mafia movie. He was like, yeah, this is Hollywood John. This is Ravioli John. This is Whitey. Um, this is Johnny Cost. And it's like, why is everybody... This, this is fucking Goodfellas. Like, what the fuck is happening right now? I'm in the back of a windowless van at Quaker City Flea Market in fucking Northeast Philly. Like, And my grandfather's cast of character friends, first of all, they're drinking at 5.30 in the morning. That was hilarious. Can they're we like, go hang out with them now still? <laughs> That that sounds like a good
0: time actually
1: you know what the funny thing is is like uh my grandfather would say like when we were growing up say like brutal like like definitely uncool prejudice shit and then i meet my grandfather's friends from the flea market every single one of them with the sole exception of whitey was black or hispanic and i was like (sighs) my grandfather and i'm like going like grandpa these are your friends like why and he's like "Ah, that's just the way we talk that's how guys talk and i'm like I'm pretty sure that's not how no, that works. Sure. <laughs> no, even, it's even not. as a ten even as a ten year old. I'm like shaking my head till like him. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm prop. I'm a hundred percent sure you're wrong. However, you're old and drove me here, so I will behave.
0: <laughs> All right, I've got a scenario for you. Ready? Oh. Yeah. All right. Infinite wealth. You never have to work again. Your family has money. Your kids have money. Your kids' kids have money. You can become a philanthropist, right? You can do whatever you want all the time. But yeah. but, every time you go to see a, a band play live, this is the only thing you'll ever hear. Ready?
1: Okay. Oh. Seven Mary Three? Yeah. That's all this I is, hear?
0: This is it. Like, you go to see All Has Failed this is all you hear. You go to see oh, Caveman, my. this is all you hear. You go to This Is Hardcore, every band that plays, this is all you hear.
1: Even on the radio, like even if I go, what if I listen on the radio? Is it still, you can like, listen to all- the radio
0: and you can listen to records and they'll, they'll be the band. But if you ever go see a live band, this is what you'll hear. Uh,
1: I don't know, man. I, I here's my only thing i guess i think this is such a trite like kind of answer but like money definitely doesn't buy you happiness i see a ton of people that have a shit ton of money and all they have is money to fucking have uh more expensive problems you know instead yeah. of fucking doing meth they get coke so whatever <laughs> no i'd rather go see live bands because the other thing is is i still i showed uh i think I, I mentioned this on one of the other podcasts i hope i'm not doing it again but I showed a picture uh, to one of my coworkers of us at All Else Failed. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh my God, that looks like so much fun." And
0: I'm like, that's God. that's why my answer is in my. That's why my answer is instantly no. Like I have to. I want to see All Else Failed. Imagine going to see All Else Failed and all you hear is Seven Mary Three. <laughs> Would you be able to live with that? I wouldn't, even with I, all yeah, the money.
1: I I think the other thing is is like
0: live music is one of the only natural highs left one of the only like wonderful great things to experience you can't trade that for anything
1: yeah it's like uh i always think about it as like uh it's like one of those moments where you have like there's so much going on around you and it's so much to take in but for some reason it's it's one of the only times where you really are living in just that moment yeah especially with something like this is hardcore or all else failed. Like you better live in this moment. Cause could fucking get your head kicked in if you're not fucking paying attention. Like, <laughs> like someone's going to like, that's, that's a very real thing. But I, I, I was actually thinking about this the other day it's because uh, I was listening to something out back and it, it's so funny. Like when I go through my YouTube playlist, it goes from like, like the nicest, like most calm things to like, you know, vain. And then it's, it's like these, up and down in terms of like that emotionality that goes along with it but i was listening to it and i was like you know i was thinking about that crowd killing phenomenon of like this is like this is how people go to shows now it's like i just go and beat the crowd up and it's like okay i understand it but i i think when people get really mad at it i always look at it as like i just remember with hardcore shows when people that didn't like people that didn't Necessarily go to hardcore shows like a metalhead kid shows up, right? Yeah, so there's some band on the bill that appeals to this kid that's like a total, like, uh, chain wallet, Sepultura shirt that's four right, sizes right, too right. big. Like, you know, he's got those more of those pa- Remember the pants that had the parachute bottoms, not Jenkos, but the ones that were made out of like nylon UFOs. UFOs, good call, <laughs> goddamn. So, uh, that guy shows up. And people start swinging fists or dancing hard, and it's like he gets clobbered in the side of the head, and wants to beat someone up, and it's like yeah. that's not how this works.
0: Um, there's a, there's an acceptable level of crowd kill. Now, if you run and like take out someone's knee, that's not yeah. cool. But if you just if you just kind of like, I don't know, you know, like that midair spin kick, like into the crowd, yeah. and you yeah. just kind of bounce off the crowd, that's okay. But don't like punch somebody in the
1: face or like I don't know. There's there's like
0: there's acceptable levels in my opinion.
1: I yeah I I feel like there's times where I'm I've watched a couple videos. Uh, I don't remember who's. I think it was a Vein video, but literally there was a guy. He wasn't even trying to like dance at all. He was just in the crowd. Yeah. And kept punching. Not like oh I'm gonna like swing indiscriminately. Like punching at people's faces. It's That's like not cool. In my head, I'm going like that's no longer you're no longer here to have a good time. We're fighting now. Like this is (laughs) this is going to be us fighting because you can't like if someone accidentally like I've been hit in the face really hard at shows before where I've been like yeah I should have been that close or I should have been paying attention or I was just a shitty coincidence. My face was right where that person's you know like because here's the other thing for as many times as I've been hit in the face. I've done the exact same shit to other people, like, and especially if you go to see a band, you know, like, you go to see Throwdown, and people are like crowd killing. It's like no shit. Like, first of all, listen to the fucking band name. Like,
0: <laughs> I remember I remember seeing them at Hellfest two thousand, and I I didn't even watch the band. I just watched the pit the whole time. It was just, it was incredible.
1: It's just people getting clobbered, man. It's funny yeah. though, because it's it's. The next moment, when it's something that you really care about, you're out there doing the same thing. So, you know, I always used to do that with. uh, There was a couple bands that I immediately, as soon as I saw them coming, I was like, I don't want to be in the middle for this. I want to be on the outside watching this. And one of the bands that really stuck out is you remember when? Um, remember that Canadian band, The End? Yes. Used to stay with. They used to stay at the Shaw's house for a while. Yes, fairly often. Yeah. Yeah, um, they started playing like kill time, and I remember being like, there was this for some reason this phenomenon that when they started playing, everyone took off their jackets and started swinging their jackets and hitting the floor. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Re- playing, I don't remember like, that. Oh my god, this was such a weird thing. It was like every time they played, people were taking their jackets off and swinging the floor, and if somebody. I was so mad because I wasn't paying attention and I was like, oh, I want to get on the outside. and I didn't because there were so many people there and I was standing there and somebody's fucking zipper hit me in the corner of the eye Ooh. because they were swinging their jacket around. And I fucking like, I had to like grip my fist up and like walk out. I was like, I'm going to punch someone in the fucking face. <laughs> like I, mean, I can't believe how it hurts hurt so bad and wow. it immediately split open. And it was like, it like I had like a teardrop of blood coming down the side of my face. I was just like, what the fuck is going on and then when I remember- they
0: played, when they played the kill time for the first time i i remember there was concern because tyler would like just go nuts and like run out into the crowd and just there would be like a whole thing i was like i hope you know because i hope he doesn't like get beaten up because yeah. if you push the wrong person or run into the wrong person in a in a, in a philly show well, this shit is shit might go down
1: not if you it's the wrong person something's going to happen and it's not going to be cool like you're not going to be okay with the outcome of it like i always just think that uh like when i was standing in shows like that that's another thing that's really nice about shows like this though is that um it's like almost like a weird cast of characters that you learn to kind of coexist with and you go oh yeah those guys are here okay so certain things are off the table or yeah, the exactly. certain certain things are just not going to happen tonight. Um, yes. Or the other part of it was like I would see certain people not there and go like, all right, this might be not as fun as I thought it was going to be. Because as much <laughs> as there was times where like those kids are like, you would see a certain group show up. There was a group from kids from South Jersey that as soon as they showed up, I thought it was the most hilarious thing in the world. Uh, I, I remember – It was like Bobby Carpenter and Marconi and all those dudes used to show up. As soon as they showed up to a show, I was like, this is going to be hilarious. Like, they always were, whether the bands were good or not, they were fun at shows. Like, they just came and they danced and they had a good time. Nobody was, like, overtly, like, I'm going to find everybody here. Like, everybody just came to, like, throw down and, like, fucking drink beers and hang out and have a good time. Like, it was when I saw those dudes show up, it was like, all right, this is going to be fun. Don't care how the bands are because that's I think another thing about hardcore that people don't necessarily get is that like it's this weird groups of friends that just kind of like it was always like oh it's, that's the kids from South Jersey I remember like we went out one weekend it was Meadows like me and Meadows and Bug and there was a bunch of Life Once Lost kids and a bunch of the kids from South Jersey and we yes. took them to buy Bi- we took them to Byberry were you there that night? Hi, Barry. Oh the no, no,
0: location. I never went there. I never went there. Oh,
1: oh. That was a that was a wild I wish I would there, have though because
0: it looked it looked awesome. I mean, I, I so would have been I would have been, like, been like too scared or
1: something. It was so much fun. We used to just put we would park at that steak and shake place uh, on the boulevard, Yeah. and we would park in their back parking lot and just walk through the woods to get there. It was so much fun because it was for sure like. You weren't allowed to be there.
0: You're right. Yeah, the cops were always there, like, scaring kids off.
1: Yeah, so they used to have, when we would go there, they would have a lot of, um, they weren't even cops, they were just, like, local, they were, like, a hired security team, because they had, like, a little trailer out in the parking lot on the one building, Um, but they had quads, so they would drive around on the quads and just patrol the buildings, but there was, like, whole sections of the building that were just wide open, like, doors were off windows were open like you could just crawl in yeah uh, i know meadows and a couple of those dudes really really got into it um like went to i don't know historical society or something like that got maps and started like it was like legitimately exploring that place like uh that's one of those things that if when we get meadows on here we got to talk to him about that because it was such a wild time where like i remember going in there with a couple of people and just being like having a moment where I stopped and I went, I'm holding a Rambo knife (laughs) in an abandoned mental institution.
0: Yeah.
1: It's three o'clock in the morning. I just got chased by security fuck am i doing with my life <laughs> like, <laughs> why, why am i fucking why am i here doing this like what that's the why kind
0: of stuff doing? you do when, when like you know when before you're 21 and you don't that's really have anywhere to go or anything to do like we that's used to go funny. to there used there was some church we used to go to what was it it was um i can't remember the name of it but they would have like there was something going on in the woods and we were convinced it was some cult or something it was weird oh, i don't the, remember
1: the picterns the
0: yeah, that
1: Brunanatic Athen, Athen Cathedral. Yeah, yeah. So anybody that's not from the area, Bryn Athen Cathedral is this. It looks like something out of a fucking storybook. First of all,
0: yes, um, that's yeah,
1: looks, that's why we went and we thought it was all mystical and whatnot. Yeah. So that's actually it's not. It that you're not far off from it. That the dude that started that thing, that religion is called uh, Swedenborganism. Yeah. This, this dude in like the 1700s, I think, started. His name's Emanuel Swedenborg. Um, but his like religion was basically uh, Christianity mixed with like mysticism, so it really there is like magic and shit involved. Like I don't know, like ma- like exactly what it is, but yeah, they have a that whole place is now like a that's a college. It's called the College of the New Church or something like that.
0: We like, used to go there late at night, like eleven o'clock, and I don't know. I don't remember if there was actually weird stuff going on or if we just imagined it, but it was it was fun. Oh yeah. Well, folks, we're coming down. To the top of the hour here so let's wrap this up now thanks again to everyone who reached out continue to do so northeast scene at gmail.com or the n e scene on instagram we're on twitter now too at the same handle the n e scene reach out to us on either of those any of those mediums i'm on the instagram the most but if it's going to be something longer send it through the email northeast scene at gmail.com because that'll just make things easier so again reach out show flyers ticket stubs show videos old stuff new stuff stories just keep reaching out to us we've heard from a lot of people and we want to hear from more people we know the audio quality was not the best for the first four episodes (laughs) and it will not be yeah it will not be great for these either because we're on skype but we're 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 consulting uh industry experts and we're gonna (laughs) We're gonna work it out. We don't want to do. We don't really want to do Skype interviews. We want to do it, it just pretty much in person because you just get a better interview and it's more personal and all that stuff. But we don't. Yeah. There's no choice right now. Like we, you know, you have to quarantine. You yeah. shouldn't be around other people. We can't travel, so it's got to be through Skype. And we wanted to reach out. So audio quality, we hear you. We are working on it. And Tommy, any any yeah. final words? No, that's a pretty good summation of it. That's it. All right. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will see you soon. Until next time.